Good evening. Welcome, ghouls and fiends, to the very first episode of the Ministry of Horror here on the MOS Network. Uh, now, some of you may recognise me from some appearances that I've done, uh, if you're watching the stream, if you're not on podcast, then you obviously can't see this. Uh, you may recognise me from some appearances on the Ministry of Slam, part of the MOS Network, the flagship show. Um, but you'll notice that I'm not alone for today's stream. So joining with me, uh, she is an actress. She holds the title of a screen queen due to her roles in many horror films. She's also a writer. She's also involved in music. She's also involved in modelling. She wears many caps. But tonight, she is on the Ministry of Horror. Please welcome Danny Thompson. Hello. Hi, Danny. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. Um, oh, Meryl says, hi, everyone. Looking good, Danny. Oh, thank you, Meryl. <laughs> so we're going to basically a little introduction to this show. This is our first episode. It's uh, all about horror. The title is probably a bit of a giveaway. We're going to be discussing all areas of horror. We do reviews. We'll be doing tier lists, such as later on this evening. Um you know, looking back retrospectively at different eras, uh, so many different things we'll be doing uh, on this show and in the future. Uh, but Danny, first of all, tell me what started your love for horror. Do you know what? I've always loved horror, and I think even as a kid, my favourite cartoons were like Count Dracula and Scooby Doo. So always kind of that kind of horror element. And I think it was, I was eight years old and I was in Canada in my uncle's basement with my cousins and we watched It, so the original miniseries of It. And I mean, we were terrified. I think I, I, I couldn't go in the basement for about a week afterwards, I had to sleep with the light on. But I think that just kind of made me laugh. Like I was terrified, but also I like that kind of adrenaline rush of watching a horror film. I've always loved it. And then I think the 90s here, I kind of forgot about horror. My parents never watched horror. Then the 90s happened and the kind of late 90s kind of uh, horror kind of rebounds and I was kind of a teen and, and then yeah, all of those films back then made me love horror. Excellent, excellent. So if uh, if you had to pick, and I know this is always a tough question, but if you had to pick, let's say, a top three horror films, what are your top three and why? So this is so tough because I, I saw this question earlier and I straight away go back to the 90s. So it's weird. It's like obviously so many films have been made since then, but I'm a massive fan of Scream. I actually haven't seen the new one yet. Um, but the original Scream, I think, is what kind of kick-started that love again. Um, I love I Know What You Did Last Summer. and I'm a massive fan of The Craft. So, again, all, all made around a similar time, all kind of late 90s. Um, but I mean, I'm sure there's many more. There's so many different types of horror. But I'm a big slasher fan. I know Craft doesn't really fit in with that, but that's fine. Um, yeah. You mentioned slashers. I've watched... What is your favourite slasher killer? Because slash is one of slash is probably one of the flagship uh, kind of subgenres of horror. And you've got many different figures that you know have kind of uh, led their own franchises. You know, your Ghostface, Michael Myers, and such. Who do you think's your favourite slasher? My favourite is Ghostface. Um, again, where Scream is one of my favourite films. When it comes to things like Halloween and um, a lot of the old 80s horrors, I actually have seen them. I was a bit young for them when they came out. 
And I actually ended up watching, for the most part, the remakes before I actually saw the original. So for me, Scream was like an original concept. Um, I loved it. And also, I love Ghostface because he could exist. Whereas Michael Myers, he's, you know, he's a bit super natural, isn't he? He's a bit kind of superhuman, super strength. He just doesn't. Um, whereas Ghostface, that really could happen. That really could be somebody. I mean, you could get somebody in that mask. So I think it's slightly scarier. Even though Scream's got a comedic element to it, I do think... Yeah, go me. And I guess as well with Scream, um, I mean, Wes Craven was a master of it, but he especially in that film, um, the first and the second, um, had that kind of meta element where it was almost like the films that come out in, in our world are part of their world. Like, they're, they're very much aware of the typical tropes of Halloween and such and so forth. So that also does make the characters and the scenarios, like you say, feel more real. Yeah, and I think when the, when the film came out, I think the character was only a few years older than I actually was at the time. So you kind of feel like you're kind of, you know, living it with them. And like you say, they're aware of all of those characters. And obviously you've got Randy and Scream who had all of that knowledge of the slasher movie and the rules. And I think I actually have a book about the rules of, you know, the slasher movie where the killer has to have abandonment issues and all of those different rules that kind of make that recipe work. Excellent. So... We talked about favourite slasher uh, killers. Um, now, you mentioned two films there um, that I picked up on Scream, and I know what you did last summer. Out of those two, or just, just generally out of horror, who would you say your favourite final girl is? Because those are both two quite famous films where you have a strong female protagonist that ultimately you know, uh, overcomes uh, the evil. Do you have a favourite fi um, favorite final girl? I mean, I really like Jennifer Love Hewitt as an actress. Um, I, I loved Ghost Whisperer on to do, and then I can't think of the name. There was another series that she did that I really loved. Um, but then, of course, Ned Campbell as well. I mean, both of them for that time are kind of the most well-known. And Ned Campbell, of course, is also in the craft, playing a completely different type of character. I think, I don't know, it's hard to choose between the two. I'm also a big fan of... Sarah Michelle Gellar was a big Buffy fan, and she was also in I Know What You Did Last Summer, and she had a small cameo in Scream 2. Yeah. Now, obviously, we've had um, we've had uh, Scream 5 recently, um, and prior to that, Scream 4, I think about 10 years ago. We haven't seen a new, with the original survival cast, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Is that something you'd want to see? I can't remember if her character lives. I don't think I've seen the sequels, but... Um, there, there is an. I still know what you did last summer. And then I think there was a third one. I think it had different actors in it. Um, I would like to see it come back. Yeah, I know they did a TV series where it came back, but it was a completely different story. It wasn't kind of authentic to the original. I didn't love it. The Scream series, however, that came out again, it wasn't really about Ghostface. It wasn't anything to do with Scream, but it was a cool slasher series. Um, I think did they do one or two series of that? I can't remember now, but I really enjoyed that. But I would like to see I Know What You Did last summer come back. Like, I know what you did in the summer 20 years ago now. But, you know, I think it, it could work. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt, if you're listening, you could probably be a producer on it. Let's get the series back. Come on. People want it. Uh, we've had a few comments in the chat. Uh, see uh, Head of Steel's there. Hi, Carl's Music, Games and Art. Cool stuff. He says, uh, the classic Hammer Horrors are the best. I do love a, I do love a good old uh, Dracula 
or uh, or Frankenstein, Peter Cushion, all that stuff. Uh, Retro Chat, Lee. We've got Lawrence as well. Uh, quite a few people watching tonight, which is uh, which is really good, really good. So, if you had to show someone, let's say you've got a friend and they've never seen a horror film before, what is the one horror film that you think would maybe turn them into a fan, and why? I have a friend who hardly watches horror films, and you put something on her, and it's like comedic for me to watch her watch them because she gets so frightened. Um, and I actually put on the is it the autopsy of James Doe? Yeah. Is that what it is? Um, so that's a bit more of a supernatural horror, and I really like that. Whereas I actually don't believe in ghosts. I mean, I'd love to believe in ghosts. I love scary haunted places and whole Scooby Doo thing. Um, but I'm one of those seeing is believing, and I'm yet to see anything. So. Weirdly, I do find some of the supernatural horrors quite creepy, and I do find myself kind of hidden behind a blanket when watching them. So that was a good one. But then again, of course, I'd want her to watch Scream because it's just one of my favourites. And I think as well for somebody who's never seen a horror film, um, if they like that kind of 90s vibe, which I do, it's also like there's comedy in there. So it's not, you know, it's not going to terrify them too much to never watch one again. No, that's very true. And I think you've gone for a good... A good, uh, quite an underrated film there, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. That's one film I saw, I think, on TV late one night. Didn't know anything about it, but it's really quite entertaining. I think it's been made recently that I've seen over the last, I say recently, it's probably been out like 10 years now or something. I think, you know, like 20 years ago is recently, but I think it's, yeah, it definitely stands out as one of the best I've seen made for a while. Definitely. So, as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, you hold the title of a Scream Queen. What has been your favourite role to perform in a horror film? So I like playing quite strong characters. So I either like playing a real diva or quite an evil character. I think they're more fun to play. So um, I did. I played a character called Deep in a film called My Bloody Banjo. We've actually done a kind of a sequel. Not. It's, it's kind of set in the same world. It's not really a sequel, but I've played Deep again, which was really fun. Um, and I also love Paula Valentine, who I played in Ice Cream on the Beach. Um, I've re- <laughs> played her again in a film called Mosaic, so again, she's just keeps coming back. And uh, now there's a, an anthology series coming out called Video Shop Tales of Terror. And again, I'm playing Paula, but I'm also in a few other segments in the film, and I'm playing me, playing Paula, playing her. It was all very complicated, but um, she's really... Well, so it's kind of almost like the uh, the Stab series in the Scream films, a film within a film. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I think they've made it work because in the film, in Ice Cream on the Beach, Paula just so happens to be an actress. And because she's an actress, they can kind of drop her in all these other films. And then instead of, you know, because she's died in Ice Cream on the Beach, can't see it, there's a spoiler there. But she comes back from kind of her playing. So it's kind of, a yeah, it's kept me alive, basically. Oh, excellent. It's nice of it. So, who has been? Uh, have you had like a, a particular actor, actress that has been an inspiration to you in kind of going down the route of acting in horror films? Uh, who's been an inspiration, and and why? I mean, I of course all those actresses that I've mentioned already. So, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Rosa Balk, um, those kind of sorry, Michelle Gellar, the kind of nineties, Nev Campbell actresses because those are the films I love and those are the film, kinds of films I like making and of course I do do all kinds of different horror not just like but I kind of think I think because they kind of stuck within their genre whether they meant to for a while or not they've of course all branched out and done other things but I didn't really mean to just stick with horror I did mean to kind of do other things but I 
ended up finding my niche and I'm quite happy here in the comfort of, it's not, it's not that comforting horror, is it? But I know why. I've just seen uh, Kyle's Music Games and Art and Cool Stuff has said, uh, The Lost Boys is a class horror film, one of the best popcorn vampire flicks. Uh, have you seen uh, The Lost Boys? So good, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen The Lost Boys. So good. I do love a vampire film. I'm not so into zombies. I, feel, I, I mean, a few zombie films are good, but I do feel like once you've seen a zombie film, you've seen a zombie film. But yeah, The Lost Boys, I, I mean, I just don't think you could make another film that that good with vampires and then there's others that are good but it really stands out Crimson Mouse says uh, The Lost Boys was excellent also Fright Night is a good one uh, have you seen uh, Fright yes. Night? I have but this is another one where I saw the remake and I saw it at Fright Fest in London they had a screening of it there I went and saw that and I didn't actually realise it, it was a remake I'm terrible with these things so what I the older films that were made kind of 80s and before I would I would have seen the remake first and then I watched the original and then I'm always like why did they remake it you didn't need to remake I hate as a rule anyway I don't mind a sequel if, if something's really good I don't mind a sequel coming back and kind of keeping the story alive but I think if a film's really good to start with why remake it because you won't do a better job and if it's not then why remake it because it's probably not worth remaking so I don't know I don't know why they keep doing it have you ever seen the sequel to the original Lost Boys, uh, not Lost Boys, what am I talking about? It's <laughs> because uh, Lee Tarza said we should be the MOS boys. Um, have you seen the sequel to the original Fright Night, Fright Night Part 2? No. It's no. one of those films, like, I saw it years ago on the Sci-Fi Channel in the UK, and it is a decent sequel, but for whatever reason, it's really hard to come by. Uh, if you look on it on Amazon these days, you can only really find like Spanish imports. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's, I'd definitely say it's one worth uh, worth hunting down. Okay, I'll hunt that one down. I think we might be able to watch it uh, on uh, on YouTube. Not really the best means to watch a film, but it's free on there. So uh, maybe maybe one to add to the list. Um, finally, before we move on to our next segment, if there is one role out there that you'd love to perform, whether it is uh, recasting yourself you know, in, a, in an older film, or if it was, uh, let's say, I know you don't like remakes, but let's say they were doing a remake of, uh, of a favourite uh, a favorite film, one of your favourite roles in it, what role would you, uh, would you like to perform? Well, that's hard, because if it is one of my favourite films, I wouldn't want to change anything, so I wouldn't want to like, take somebody out and put me in. Um, I'd like to, I haven't really done any really good vampire characters. I, I did play a vampire in a film that is yet to see the light of day. Hopefully it will at some point, maybe. Um, I'd like to do a vampire. Haven't you done a vampire? I haven't done a good witch either. So I like playing all these different characters. I've been a zombie, I've been a werewolf. Um, yeah, it'd be cool. I'd, it'd be cool to play some other, and I'd like to do stuff with a lot of prosthetics, so where I look completely different. So kind of like a fantasy character. Like some kind of demon or something. Would be cool. So I think that the um, out the kind of the classic monsters, for want of a better term, uh, the witch uh, witches are kind of one of those ones that you really don't see that much of these days in terms of in the pure kind of horror realm. I mean, there was um, Robert Eggers' The Witch, which I thought was was excellent. Um, but other than that, I know there was the remake of the kids' films. That is one of those uh, villains that we really haven't seen that much of. It's hard because it's, you either have to go down the oldie worldy style, kind of, you know, like the witch, 
with kind of like authentic oldie worldie witches or I mean you'd have to go really fantasy so then it takes the kind of horror maybe out of it and I think what the craft did was you know it was normal women it was a story and it had that supernatural element it had the witchcraft and I think it really worked but I've tried thinking up ideas for a witchy film to write and I just haven't found anything that's that's different to what's already out there and and would work and kind of I don't, I don't want to do like really fantasy with it. I want to do something I don't know that's kind of current, but yeah, it's a tough one. That's probably why it hasn't been done so much because it's just tough to come up with the idea. I mean, I've seen a few things like Drag Me Tell has the kind of witchy thing going on, and um, yeah, it's just hard to come up with something. What are your thoughts on the um, remake slash sequel of The Craft that came out recently? Have you seen that? Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Um, I mean, I thought the way they copied some of the stuff, and I know it wasn't a remake, it was like a, you know, it was, it was a sequel, I guess. But they kept, you know, they redid some of the things, and I think it was their kind of nod to it, but it wasn't done as well. I think the story, it was too pressed on, like, kind of current issues and trying to make it fit into the now that, you know, it lost its magic. Um, a fan. I was really disappointed because because it was a sequel and not a remake I was really looking forward to it I was really hoping that they were going to do something amazing and I know Farouz Abalk was in there um, and originally I think they were going to have some more of the original actresses and I guess that didn't work out so I mean it's a shame maybe I mean it would have been nice if they'd been in it if it had been you know all of them and something I don't know but, you, you could have focused on those characters like 20 years later or however long it's been, or even if it was um, you know, like a marginalised role, like a passing of the torch. Uh, that you know that that could have worked, but um, it, I just it's one of those. It's like um, it's like Indiana Jones four, isn't it? You just it's one of those you just pretend doesn't exist. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, yeah. when, the dream, bad dream. <laughs> uh, just seen uh, Kyle in the chat has said, uh, "What about sci-fi horror? Are you a fan of the uh, of the genre?" Um, I like fantasy. Uh, I, I can't really get my head around sci-fi. I mean, sometimes, yeah, like I love Event Horizon was great. Um, so yeah, I mean, Alien Two, I loved, um, which is weird actually. It's one of the films I prefer the sequel to the original. The only other film I think that the case is with that is Crocodile Dundee. I prefer the sequel. <laughs> I I, uh, I can't remember the Crocodile Dundee films uh, off the top of my head, but I'm very much in the same camp with uh, with Aliens. It's one of my favourite one of my favourite films. Alien is excellent, um, and I think it has that real sense of dread and foreboding. Uh, but for me, Aliens was. It was Vietnam in space, and it was intense, so I would definitely agree with that. Um, okay, well, I think we're probably about ready to start our tier list. So if you're not familiar with tier lists, uh, we are basically going to take uh, a bunch of selected films. Uh, today's going to be the 90s era of horror films. And we are going to rank them. Now, this isn't a conclusive list. This isn't every film that was released, every horror film that was released in the 90s, because we'd be here all night, Danny. And uh, 
Um, but we, 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 we've kind of handpicked some. There's some that uh, I've not seen. There's some that Danny's not seen. So we're going to kind of put our heads together and we're going to rank them. So let's bring up that list. Uh, some of the ones on the list I've, I've seen and then vaguely remember. So let's see what happens. It's fine. It's fine. We'll work together on this. Uh, so we've got five categories that we are going to be ranking these in. Excellent. Uh, very good. Decent. Bad. And awful. Um, I would kind of say when it comes to bad, you could maybe look at that as so bad, but it's kind of good in an entertaining way. Or you could just look at it as that's not a great film. But awful is the sort of film where I just... No, you never want to see it again. <laughs> so, we are going to start off with a... Let me, where's my little text box gone? We are going to start off with a horror film from the creature feature realm of horror films. Now, I will also preface, I'm pretty sure most of these films are the 90s. There may be a little bit of overlap with early 2000s. Again, you know, it's, there's no perfect science to this. We're just we're just working with what we've got. But our first film is going to be Anaconda. Anaconda, which starred uh, Jennifer Lopez, Ice yeah. Cube. What what are your thoughts on Anaconda? I really like it. It's a silly one, isn't it? It's I mean, it's not as silly as Sharknado. Um, not as silly as Lake Placid. I mean, um. I really liked it. I mean, I love an adventure film. I love, like, taking away from horror things like Jumanji and, like, Indiana Jones, like, things that are out in the jungle and, like, a big adventure. So, for me, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Anaconda. I know it's silly. I know it's not believable, but I like There's it. two things that I remember about Anaconda. I, I've not seen it since since it was released, probably, you know, around the VHS era, probably renting it from a video store. Two scenes stuck in my head for very different reasons. One, uh, I can't remember if it was Owen Wilson or John Voight, but someone gets basically swallowed whole by the anaconda, which is then seen uh, swimming under the boat, and you can see the body in the anaconda. And I remember that creeping me out as a kid. But then on the flip side, uh, it had that trope, <laughs> or that trope, I say trope, it's probably more of a disadvantage of 90s CGI. And I'm sure it's the ending. There's some quite over-the-top CGI, which... Probably hasn't aged that well, but I remember it being pretty entertaining at the time. Where do you see it on the I, list? Oh, sorry. I feel like I want to rewatch it. I have. I I must have watched it years ago, and I feel like I have it in my DVD collection. But I feel like I could easily go to bed tonight and watch this one. <laughs> I've just seen uh, Fran the Cannon has uh, said Hope Urgent Urban Legends is on that list. Watch this space. Uh, Carl's Music Games and Arts Arts and Cool Stuff has also said Remember Congo. The Killer Apes. CGI in that is awful. Uh, have you seen Congo, Danny? I haven't seen Congo. No. <laughs> okay. There's some. There's a couple of moments that I remember thinking were quite creepy as a kid. There's a bit when one character has basically been attacked by these killer apes and he's running full power down these stairs to advise the gang that you know there's there's these killer apes about. But you have also got an ape called Amy, I believe, who's got. Uh, some robotic equipment on her so she can sign language and it says what she's saying because she knows sign language. So, so you've got oh. a talking ape in it as well as killer monkeys, killer apes. But anyway, that's... that's you, I won't say give it a watch. 
Um, <laughs> but if it appears, if it appears, maybe you give it a watch. So Anaconda, where, where are you seeing this going, Danny? Excellent, good, very good, decent, bad, or awful? <laughs> I think it's decent. Okay, I agree with that. It's it's entertaining. It's entertaining. I can but I do think it's it's definitely watchable. I'd re- if somebody wanted a, just an easy watching film, I'd just say watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got some good performances in it. I mean, I will defend her and say you know Jennifer Lopez decent actress she doesn't really get the the, uh, the accolades that she deserves she's generally done some pretty good roles she's done some roles that i probably wouldn't watch again but she's uh i think she'd the way rom-com, i'm not into rom-coms you'll never catch me watching a rom-com that would be like my worst nightmare so yeah all those kinds of films i wouldn't watch but i liked her in Anaconda. she did a thriller a few years ago i think it was one of the early blumhouse releases called um oh, is it called the boy next door or something or something like that where she accidentally gets involved with a college student but then he turns out to be absolutely mental um and that's that's a decent little thriller i liked her in hustlers not seeing that one that's on uh, amazon isn't it i liked her in it it was really good i'll, I'll give it a watch so Co- congo Re- oh, sorry strippers in it it's worth a watch okay well so this evening's viewing um <laughs> fran mccann says congo read the book don't watch the film I'm pretty sure the book is that Michael Crichton who wrote the Jurassic Park book. Well, then that makes me think it's going to be brilliant, the book, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Michael Crichton is a, is a good writer, and what happens more often than not is uh, book adaptations into films. The book's normally better. Um, but, yeah, Fran will add that to the list. Um, and I think Serpin may have guessed what we are going to look at next, continuing the creature feature uh, and thankfully he's written in the chat because I can't spell it for Toffee. Uh, oh, no, it's gone off in the chat. Arachnophobia. Uh, uh, have you seen Arachnophobia, Danny? Yes, I have. And I think this my, I never used to be scared of spiders when I was a kid. And I wanted to get another bar and put it outside, not a problem. Watching Ratnophobia, I watched it with my dad, and I was like laying on the sofa, and he was like in his chair a little way away. And you know the bit where the big one comes down, and he had this like plastic spider from a Christmas cracker, and he threw it high. And obviously, I screamed, and I do think this is what has caused me to have like severe arachnophobia now, because I don't even like money spiders now. I can't be near them, I hate them, and I do blame this movie. I do like the movie though because I like being scared of horror movies. I don't like being scared of real spiders in my surroundings. But, yeah. What's, uh, what's, what's that behind you on the camera? Ha, ha, ha. I can All right. Damn it. Uh, yeah, arachnophobia. I so I used to be kind of I suppose the reverse. I used to be terrified of spiders as a kid. I don't know why, but I thought underneath them they had rows and rows of teeth. I have no idea where I got that idea from. So I had no interest in watching Arachnophobia when uh, I think it came out when I was probably quite young. But again, when it had the TV reruns, I had no interest in watching it. But I did see it as I kind of grew up, and uh, I was less freaked out by spiders. I did watch it. And even still, the large one, it's still pretty damn freaky. Like the whole, I don't, I don't like anything with that many eyes and that many legs. I watched it recently. I watched it maybe just before Christmas. It was on. I was at my friend's. We were getting a takeaway and trying to find something to watch. And we're like, yeah, we'll watch it. And I enjoyed it. And it, although it's kind of, you know, it's sort of dated, I still really enjoyed it. 
as a film. I don't, you know. I think there's things that if you made now, it maybe wouldn't work because people expect a lot more. But watching it, you know, knowing when it was made, and I don't think there was that thing about, you know, remembering where I was, reminiscing or anything, where I watched it before, but I still really enjoyed it. So where do you, where would you place it on this list? <laughs> I don't, well, again, it's, I wouldn't say it's very good, but I actually do like it. I'll go decent again. I'm giving it a very we we can certainly go decent again. We're going to have some ones which are far better than decent and far worse than decent potentially. So it's definitely watchable. I've watched it more than once. I enjoyed it more than once. Yeah, let's go. Let's go decent. So next up, we have the third film in the Evil Dead original trilogy, Army of Darkness, starring Bruce Campbell. What are your thoughts on Army of Darkness? I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, film just came out called Army of Darkness. Sorry. No. Hang on. What's the film that just came out as a zombie film? Is this com- Oh, that's Army of the Dead. Oh, okay. I got confused because I've seen that. So, have you seen the old, any of the old Evil Dead films, Evil Dead One or Evil Dead Two? Are one and two exactly the same? They're pretty. Two is basically a remake, really, of the first film with a slight, slightly higher budget. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the third one. But again, I'm not really. It's a bit zombie, isn't it? I'm not really into zombies. Well, it's it, it's. I suppose I'd say it's tamer in that aspect than the first two films. There are zombies in it. But it's basically the main character, um, Ash, has been transported to medieval times. Um, and the Deadites are going to start taking over. There's something to do with an evil an evil split of him that becomes this kind of the leader of the uh, the evil dead army, uh, the army of darkness. It's, it's kind of a more action, dark comedy romp with, uh, with zombies in there. Um, I am... Now, I do like the Evil Dead films, and I did enjoy Army of Darkness, but I don't think it's very good. So I think we're again uh, going to be chucking up that decent uh, that decent list. Would you? I mean, I know you've, you've not seen it. Would you agree? Chuck it. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. We'll we'll we'll, we'll chuck it in there. Let's now go to the original film. But a TV series that's probably more well-known um, was made as an adaptation of, and I know you mentioned the character earlier on, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. God, I can't spell. <laughs> um, have you seen the old film, the original film? Yes, I, I watched. I started watching the series first. So for me, Sarah Michelle Gellar will always be my Buffy because I've, I've seen the series before I watched the film. Realised when the series came out that it was based on a film. And what I love is that Keisha Sutherland's dad, Donald Sutherland, plays the Watcher. But then, of course, Keisha Sutherland is then in the in the Lost Boys. So they've got the kind of vampire thing going on, which I think is nice. Um, yeah, I like the film. And do you know Ben Affleck? As a very early, he was an extra. You see him kind of bounce the ball across the screen. I think there's him, and I think there's Matt Dillon, maybe. Right. So I might have made that one up, but definitely. I oh, know he's in the film, isn't he? 
I, I've it's, not seen it for a very long time, but you could well be right. Yeah, so it's Ben Affleck, because literally he was, must have been working as extra before he was an actor, and he who knew he was going to end up being Batman. But yeah, you just see him literally run across basketball. Well, I said pitch, didn't I, into football? We're English, you know. <laughs> so, did you? So you enjoyed the film? I know the TV series kind of similar to me. I saw the series way before uh, seeing the film, and I really can't remember too much about the film. So, yeah, okay, it's very nineties. But I love the fact that when Buffy goes to Sunnydale in the series, and then they say, you know, we heard she burned down the gym in her old school. That's actually what happens in the movie. So, the series is is. It's kind of a follow-on from it, which if you're a big Buffy the series fan, it's kind of like a little bit of her history. But it is weird having somebody else play Buffy when, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar made that role so big. But, yeah, I do really like it. So where are you seeing Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the list? <laughs> um, hmm. Again, it's decent. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't it's quite silly. reach that very good or excellent, but it's certainly not a bad film. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to go on to another one um, that uh, I know you mentioned earlier on when we were chatting. So originally this was a TV miniseries, but it was then cut down slightly and released theatrically, I believe. And that is the 1990 adaptation of Stephen King's It. Tell, tell me about Stephen King's It, Danny. Well, another one that's been remade unnecessarily, but yeah, for me, it, it's the film that started, I think, my whole love of horror. Um, I found it terrifying, and I think, you know what it is? I find the Tim Curry version way more scary um, than the version. I think because he looks more like a normal clown, whereas the other one looks a bit more supernatural, apart from the original teeth, he just kind of looks like a normal clown. I think there's something more sinister about him because it's just, and I just think he plays it so well. I mean, Tim Curry is just incredible anyway. He's played so many roles that just, you know, really stand out and I think he just did it so well. But I, yeah, the first half, I love the characters. I love the relationship between the characters. Um, the first part, so the first episode out of the miniseries was terrifying. That bit with the drain and the little boy with the boat. Was it Billy? Was that his name, Billy? Oh, so that was uh, Georgie was the little boy. But the second half, when when it kind of when it goes a bit more supernatural, when he's not a clown anymore, I found that less scary. I think, um, but it's still great. I, the ending I didn't love, but the film. For I really loved. And it's the same with the second one again, but sorry, the remake, the ending, I mean, it is the story, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of took me away from it being quite so scary, but I mean, would you think he would? A giant spider clown monster, but I don't know. It's a tough one because, um, so for me, I saw the series a bit later on because it came, when it came out, I, uh, I think that was 1990, um, I saw the VHS probably in the late 90s in a local video store and to be honest like my mum wouldn't rented it for me but I remember seeing that it was based on a book and so that actually kick-started my Stephen King fandom so I don't know if you can see kind of out of shot but I have I will grab it for the live stream podcast you uh, listeners I'm bringing down a Necker 
um, it Tinkeri figurines. The only sort of figurine bit that I have, but I saw this in America and completely agree that the Tim Curry put that back up there, the Tim Curry version he kind of he, it just it looked more like how I envisioned uh, Pennywise from the book and he has that element where he looks like he could just be a normal clown but at the the slightest movement he can go from a smile into a snarl and be absolutely terrifying Again, I agree. The second half, and it's kind of the same with the book, to be honest. The second half, where they're adults, it just isn't quite as good. There isn't as much sort of tension. And the spider thing, I mean, yeah. is what it is. So they could only do with the film, you know, what the story told them to do. So it isn't really the film's fault. Um, it's a book, but I still love it. I mean, it's still, it's still a big one for me in my little horror history of so. so what do you reckon where do you reckon it's uh is it another decent or do you think it's uh, a level up this is the level up i've got the pop final the pennywise pop final nice ghost one too too many dolls in my house for somebody <laughs> in my house. can never have too many horror dolls so we've got our, <laughs> we've got our first entry on very good stephen king's it so Let's have a look at... You could argue this is more of a thriller, but I I think it does kind of classify as a, as a horror. It's certainly got some horrific elements in it. And that is David Fincher's Seven. What are your thoughts on Seven, Danny? Really good film. Really good film. I, I, I think I had that on VHS uh, way back when, and I've watched it countless times. I think it's really cleverly done. It's a really clever story. The acting is incredible. I think Brad Pitt's amazing in it. I think Kevin Spacey's great in it. Um, yeah, I mean, really, really enjoyed that film. One, one of the better. I don't know, it's a thriller, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's great. It's one of those films where the ending uh, has become quite so iconic. But even though you, if you haven't seen the film, by now you will have heard elements of the ending. Um, even if you haven't seen the film and you technically know what's coming, the journey there is still incredible. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. I think it is, uh, it's an excellent th- film. It's, yeah, you probably maybe could classify it more as a thriller, but um, we're going to include it in the list anyway. Where do you see it going, Danny? Got to be excellent, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's top tier. It's top tier. Yeah, yeah. Is. We are now going to look at. Uh, do, 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 do. We're going to look at Scream. What? Let's let's not delay it any longer. Let's look at the very first Scream film, which I know you love. So we can probably we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss it. But let's just uh, let's not beat around the bush. Let's put it in excellent. What are your thoughts? T- tell us about Scream. Well, it's it's the perfect recipe for a horror film, and within the film, the Randy's already mentioned, he tells you the recipe for for a slasher movie and how to survive and what not to do if you don't want to die. Um, and I think it was really cleverly done. I love the characters. For me, I was at high school at the time when I watched it, so you know, again, you sort of have something in common with the characters when I first watched it. And that's again what I love about the kind of the ones that are 10 years later, you've brought the same characters back all within them. Campbell's, um, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, you've brought them back and you kind of feel like you've grown up with them. So 
again, it's that bit of nostalgia for me, but I think it's just a really cleverly done film. I love Wes Craven. Um, and it's light, it's comedic as well. The jokes are funny. And even, I've watched it recently, even some of the things that I'm, I didn't get, I think there's something that, I just can't remember what it was, but I find that Peyton, Peyton says, and I didn't understand the like pop culture bit of it back then, and then I've learned a bit more, and then I kind of have clicked. So I'm still, the more I watch it, I'm still finding new things in there. I think that's a mark of a really good film where on repeat viewings you're picking up on different little elements or little uh, Easter eggs or maybe minute pop plot elements that you didn't see the first time round. Um, yeah, fully agree. It's an excellent film. And it's going to lead us on to our next one. Let's not delay this one. Let's go straight into Scream 2. Now, Scream 2 is the first Scream film that I saw. I saw it before the original. And it's a film that some areas of fandom love it, and other areas of fandom hate it. Where do you fall, Danny? Your thoughts on Scream 2? I like it. I like all of them. And I think that's the thing with Scream. I know people tend to love the first one, and then they really like the third one. And then 4 is that kind of nostalgia one where it's everything you wanted it to be. 5 I haven't seen yet. Um, I like to Because you didn't know at the time when it was made. You didn't think it was going to go on to a third. I mean, I was... You know, I was just happy we got a sequel at the time. And you don't know, you know, how long the franchise is going to go on. So I liked it. I mean, again, it had that Sarah Michelle Gellar cameo in it. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it. I liked the story. You know, it, I don't think the characters were as big. And I don't think they were as memorable as some of the other ones. I don't think any of the... And I couldn't tell you who was in it, really. Like, I don't think it really stood out massively. But I did like it. So I think the main thing that kind of uh, stuck out uh, to me from memory, and I want your opinion on it, do you think they did the right thing or the wrong thing killing the horror expert Randy? Randy doesn't die. In the second one he does. I feel like he... I feel like he comes back, no? No, in the in the third one they have a, a video of him. He's the one that gives the rules. I'm pretty sure the character's Randy, Jamie Kennedy. I can't remember. See, it's not memorable. <laughs> he, um, he gets the phone call while he's in the uh, the courtyard and he gets pulled into this minivan. And I think then Courtney Cox maybe finds him all like, stabbed to death in the minivan. But yeah, it can't have been that memorable. <laughs> well, in which case, I think, in a way, you want him to live because he's, he's you know, one of the best characters. But in another way, it it keeps you on your toes if they do kill some of the main characters because you don't see it coming. And then, you know, then you don't know what's going to happen next because it could be anybody. Like, you know, you're pretty, you're pretty confident now that, you know, Courtney Cox is going to make it and Les Campbell's going to make it. But by killing Randy, then I guess, Maybe could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I just I don't remember him dying. So this is the thing. It's not a memorable movie. I don't remember. It was so long ago. It's not one I've watched again. I watched it back then, and I won't have seen it again. So um, I liked it at the time. That's all I remember. Where do you see it falling on the list? Do you see it the same tier as Scream? It's decent. Yeah. Definitely not excellent. It's not very good. It's, I liked it because I like a slasher, and it. Alive for me for a bit longer. I, I think the only real thing other than the the Randy bit that I remember is the opening. I do think the opening was pretty uh, pretty good when they're watching Stab in the cinema and um, 
Shada Pinkett Smith. Yes, she runs across the stage, doesn't she? I remember that. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. We are playing Drew Barrymore's character. Yeah, oh god, that's going to annoy me now. Yeah, in the opening, the uh, the stab recreation of the start of Scream. I want to say Carmen Electra, but that's a scary movie, isn't it? Yeah, she's a scary movie. I think it was it was Heather Graham. Oh, Heather Graham, of course. Okay, we're going to look at another sequel now, but from a different uh, a different film. Now this one, it is technically classified as a horror. I mean, I again, I don't really. You know, if you think something's a horror, then it's a horror. I don't think there has to be kind of, you know, gatekeeping of what genre is what. But the original was definitely kind of categorised as a horror. And the sequel that came out in the 90s was Grem- God, Gremlins 2. <laughs> Gremlins 2. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I only saw Gremlins 1 and 2 about five years ago. They were fun. Um, I don't know. I think I watched it around Christmas. So it reminds me of Christmas. Um, yeah, I mean, they're fun. I, I, was it a horror? It's a horror if you're a kid and you watch it, yeah. Um, as a grown-up, I wouldn't be... I'm not terrified of things like, you know, like gremlins or critters wouldn't particularly terrify me because it's not something that can be real. I tend to be more scared of things that could actually happen. And I know, like, with Anaconda, you're not going to get a snake that big, but you could still get eaten by a snake. So it's still, you know, an issue. Just seeing the chat we've had... Uh... So Fran McCann said Scream 2 is still excellent. Uh, excellent. Uh, Randy's Murdered in Gale's Van. Uh, Crimson Mel uh, says Gremlins 2 was off the wall insane. They literally threw every idea they had in there. Love it. And uh, the MOS Network, which I believe is Lawrence, says uh, Hulk Hogan being in Gremlins 2 makes it excellent. I don't remember. This is how I haven't... I kind of watched it. and I think I had friends with me. I was chatting. So. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's I guess in terms of horror elements, the only element that I remember thinking as a as a little kid was a little bit creepy was when you've got the mutations of the gremlins and there's the spider one. Well, I like them. I kind of want one of those as a pet. The spider gremlin? Oh, the, I mean, not a spider one. When, you know when they get a bit evil when they've got wet? I want like a wet gremlin. So you, would you prefer a wet gremlin over a gizmo? I don't know. It'd be more fun. I don't know. <laughs> I suppose if you have a gizmo, you can just feed him after midnight, get him wet, and then he'll turn into a he'll turn into your own little supply. Yeah, I definitely like being out in the rain. So, no. uh, Fran McCann says I uh, loved Gremlins, but found the second one a bit disappointing. Um, where do you see it falling then on the list? What are your thoughts? It's hard for me because I I sort of watched it and didn't really pay attention and I kind of, yeah, just sort of missed out on it when it was out. So, I mean, I know people love it. I'd say it's very good. Yeah, it's... For me, but, I you know, for other people. it's It falls into very good for me because of, as, uh, as I said in the chat, uh, Crimson Mel said in the chat, it was just... They basically took every idea they had, threw it against the wall. Some of it stuck, some of it didn't. Uh, but they just went for it. And, uh, yeah, I respect that. I respect that. We're going to fall now into... Ooh. Into one that was big news in the 90s. It might have been early 2000s, but I'm pretty sure it's the 90s. 
Uh, it was a film that utilised marketing in a time kind of very early internet, uh, but used it so well for a film with such a small budget that it, it went huge. The Blair Witch... God, my awful writing. The Blair Witch Project. What are your thoughts? I really liked it. I, I didn't go to the cinema to see this one. I remember the old video shop days went down to Blockbusters and got this one out. And I think a lot of people have seen it before me, so I was expecting it to be really terrifying. I think it was because nothing really happens for the majority of the movie. And then, like, the ending just kind of freaks you out. But I really liked it. I mean, it, it shows what can be done, you know, on a really low budget as a filmmaker. It shows that, you know, with that marketing. Because... There's films that have been done that are way better than that and just didn't get that exposure. But I really liked it. And you know what? I really liked the second one. Really? Was it the... Yeah, because the second one wasn't really the found footage, was it? It was actually a film about the making of, is that right? Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it as a film because I thought well, there more more went on with it. There's an interesting uh, documentary on YouTube. I can't remember for the life of me the name, but if I do, I'll pop it in. Uh, I'll pop it in the Discord and I'll, I'll drop you a link. I had the opinion that Blair Witch Two, Book of Shadows. I I didn't really like it. I think it was one a, a situation where I loved the first film so much, so I had these high expectations. And when you're going into a film expecting one thing and getting something else, it can leave you a bit disappointed. But there's a documentary about the making of the Blair Witch Two, and there's so many hidden things in that film that you just you won't notice really unless you're you're keeping an eye out or you know you've got a keen kind of fandom. But there's so many things they've got peppered in that film that's so clever. They also had so many things they wanted to do with that film, but as is the case quite often, studio interference. They want particular scenes that maybe don't fit the original script, uh, and so I guess. In the grand scheme of things, it had some issues there, which may have faulted people's perceptions. Um, but in terms of the original film, I'm thinking excellent. Do you agree, or do you think very good? Yeah, I say very good because I it was all right. I, for most part, nothing really happened, but you were expecting something to happen, so you had that special because you were thinking that it was going to happen. Um, it it didn't scare me that much. The ending was a bit freaky. I would say very good. Okay. Have you rewatched it since? No, because I feel like I know what happens now. One of those. So. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say definitely at some point give it a rewatch because it is one of those films where, on the initial view, and you're thinking, oh, okay, there's a lot of plodding along. When when things when when things are going to start happening, and then yeah, it gets quite freaky near the end. But if you rewatch it, there are elements with their interviews with the local townsfolk when they're going to particular areas um, that really can start peppering your interpretation of where's this story going to go. You know the ending, but you start thinking a bit more about the lore. Um, and so I would definitely say it's, it's worth a rewatch. I'll agree on very good. Um, but yeah, I do, I do love the first film. And I did really enjoy the most recent one, which I think is just called Blair Witch. Have you seen that? Um, yes, I have. Um, I can't remember it. I feel like sometimes I watch things, and if I, if it doesn't grip me, I'm not really paying that much attention. I think that's what happened with it, to be honest. Um, probably could watch it again. It's it's got some it's got some creepy parts. It's not it's by no means a masterpiece, 
Um, but I think it's a solid six and a half, seven out of ten. I, I did enjoy, um, I did enjoy Blair Witch, so I'd say give that a watch. We are now going to go on to. Do, 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 do. <laughs> We're going to go on to a pretty crazy film. Franken Hooker by. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name. I watched a couple of his films recently, the Basket Case trilogy. They're absolutely oh. batshit crazy. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. What? What? Uh, what's your opinion on Frankenhooker? There's a reason I watched this, and it was a guy called Liam Regan who made my buddy banjo. When he was trying to get me involved in banjo, he was like. They were doing this kind of crazy style. They were setting it in a town called Hen and Lotter, as like a bit of an homage thing there. And um, he was like, you need to watch these kind of films because it's going to be this kind of weird, crazy, this kind of vibe. And that is why I watched Frankenhooker. And I thought it was really fun. I was very 80s. It's, it's just a fun film. I watched it again. I watched it. Was it Basket Case? And there was something else as well. Um, I, watched it, I watched a few of his films to kind of get me in that like zone, I guess. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's fun. It's um, yeah. I, I watched the first Basket Case quite a while ago. It's uh, it's got a bit of humour to it, but it's also very, very low budget, quite grimy. And I saw the sequel uh, not too long ago, not really having any high expectations. And I loved Basket Case too. And the third one's or third one's pretty good, but they just he's got such a vision for uh, just madness uh, and the, the practical effects. You know, they did so much with so little. And Frankenhook is kind of similar to that. You've got just this... I can't really say too much about it. I'll just say if you haven't seen Frankenhooker, give Frankenhooker a watch because it's crazy. Where do you see this going, Danny? It's fun with popcorn, isn't it? I mean, it's decent. Decent, yeah. It's uh, it's not going to win any awards. Old popcorn movie, if you want to have some laughs and just think, what the hell am I watching? It's not bad, is it? You know, no. definitely watch we're now going to go for a film that was mentioned a bit earlier on. Um, and it's it's one that's had its own franchise, but I, I always felt that it never really got the same love that Scream and I know what it did last summer got. And that is Urban Legend. Or Urban Legends. What are your thoughts on Urban Legends, Danny? I love it. Um, I thought it was really, really good. Again, it was made around the same time as Green. There's Urban Legend, there's Urban Legends. So Urban Legends is the sequel. Oh. Is that right? We'll go Urban is Legend. It? I don't think I've seen any of the sequels. Oh, really? I don't know. There is a second one. And then there's a third one, which is Bloody Mary, which wasn't quite as good. But the first and the second one were both very good. The first one's better. And again, it had it kind of with all these Urban Legends. And a lot of them you've heard of. Like, I've heard that story about the head banging, you know, on the car and, you know, the dog in the microwave and all these you know, the, the the writing on the wall saying, but you wish you turned on the light. So you've heard all of these stories, those kind of ghost stories that like get told, all the kind of horror stories that get told. Um, and I thought it was really well done. I thought the acting was good in that kind of, in that 90s, you know, that that, that way. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the second one, so I can't remember exactly what happened to the second one, but I know I really liked it too. <laughs> Does, do you remember if the second one follows on from uh, from the first because she uh, she gets away doesn't she the killer yes it, yeah I feel like I can't really remember I feel like maybe she's in therapy or something I can't remember 100% but 
I do I remember it also being very good and also you know having its own kind of storyline and you know I really enjoyed it. So where and I, where do you Rebecca, see? Oh sorry. Rebecca Gayhart around that era. She did quite a lot. And I really liked her. Where where do you see then uh, Urban Legend going on the list? I mean I would go excellent. I would definitely say excellent. Because it's, that's my kind of favourite sub-genre, I guess. But. You know what, I'll agree. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll basically agree on most of these, because, uh, yeah, it's um, it's taken it's taken stories that you everyone hears, you know, whether it's at school or, or whatever, these different urban legends, and it basically took them, put them in a film, made them real. Um, yeah, and like I say, it's one of those franchises that... I've not seen the second, but I'll, I'll check it out based on your recommendation. But it's ne- it's never really kind of been in the same con- same conversation as the other films, and I think that's kind of unfair on it. Yeah, I do because it was made around the same time, and it, it, all of the actors as well. Remember that time they used were supposed to say was now they matched some of the actors with like the guy who played Casey and Dawson Creek. I can't think of that. Oh, Joshua somebody. Yeah. But you know they all they all made lots of those kind of horror films around the same time. He was also in Final Destination, and you know they were using the same actors making these similar vibe horror films. So they were kind of glossy, like you know they you know they were high budget. They were kind of very nicely done. They were nicely packaged. They were glossy. Um, it's, but yeah, it didn't get the recognition that Green was. I know what we did last time I got. Now Fran the Cannon in the chat says uh, the second one is Urban Legends Final Cut. So, uh, yeah, that's the one. And the third one, Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Mary. Okay, I'll, I'll check out the second one at least. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we are next off. What shall we go for? Now, this is one I think you might have said you haven't seen, but I I think is is really good, and I love the original film. The original film, previously banned in the UK, when it initially came out on the re-release, I thought, oh, this isn't the scariest film of all time. What's all this? But on repeat viewings, it's become one of my favourites. And this is the second sequel to that. That is The Exorcist 3. Um, so I think you said you haven't seen Exorcist 3. Is that right? The Exorcist? I didn't even know there was a 2, let alone a 3. Don't, don't see the second one. Just don't put yourself through that. Second one is it's got Linda Blair back, so he was Regan in the original, but it is god awful. Uh, Exorcist Three, that is directed by the author of the book The Exorcist, and it's based on his uh, sequel novel. I'm pretty sure it's called Legion. I think it's called Legion. Um, oh, Crimson Mel's just said he's just noticed your top matches the lounge. I am basically camouflaged. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Exorcist 3, early 90s, um, it basically follows its own story, but it is connected directly to the original film. There's a couple of moments where there's kind of dodgy effects, which I guess is just part of the course for the time. But overall, if you were to look at a list of best jump scares in cinema, a scene from Exorcist 3 will be very high on that list every time. So I would highly recommend giving it a watch. Okay. I love a jump scare. And again, that's divided, isn't it, between people who really don't, but I do. It's one of those scenes where 
doesn't seem like much is happening, it seems kind of mundane, it's very quiet, and then you get a sudden appearance with a loud shriek of music and you're guaranteed to jump. Uh, I won't say yeah. more than that, but I have to put Exorcist 3 in very good. Um, I just think, like I say, there's a couple of moments where some some cheesy moments where the, the, if, if I'm nitpicking, if I'm nitpicking, but generally it's an entertaining film. It's got a very good story. It connects well to the first film, and it erases the bad stink of the second film because the second film, if anyone's seen The Exorcist 2, the heretic in the chat, uh, I'm sorry that you've seen that because it's so bad. We are now going to move on to another slasher. Another slasher. This one is based on, I believe the short story is called The Forbidden by author Clive Barker. It was recently, it recently had, I guess it's a sequel slash remake, that sort of thing. And that is, oh, writing over my name there, whoops. That is Candy, oh my god. Candyman. The original Candyman. Have you seen Candyman, Danny? I a very long time ago, so I don't remember it very well. I remember liking it. I remember finding it quite scary. Um, but I don't remember it that well. It's it's one of those I suppose you saw slasher killer films that was never really that high on the agenda for me. Not because I thought there was anything bad with the film. The film's got some quite creepy moments in it. Quite, I never like. I know horror films are meant to be scary, but you know you never really, really get scared of films. Uh, I remember as a kid there was a couple of scenes in that that were quite grisly and quite unlike anything being shown on mainstream sort of you know TV at the time. But for me, I've not really seen it for a very long time. And I think that says to me that I just haven't... I liked it, but I haven't felt like going back. Is that kind of the same thing for you? I've seen the new one, and I've seen kind of comments that people liked it, but I haven't didn't bother. No, I think when I heard there was going to be a new one, because I think there was previously two sequels, one of them I have seen, which was... Day of the Dead or Farewell to the Flesh um, and that was you know alright but not as good as the first but even then I I just found that Candyman was a good story but not one that I really felt like I needed to re-watch um, how do you see this playing on the list? Yeah I agree with that I mean I because I don't I haven't found it that memorable I feel like it's, it's quite a famous one isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, so you think people did like it. So is it better than decent? But I think for me, decent. I'll agree, decent. I don't think it's uh, bad, but I, I like I say, haven't felt like going back to watch it again, and I can't mm -hmm. see that being very good. So I would say decent. No disrespect to the film. Um, it just it didn't really, didn't really do it for me. So. The next one, I'm going to go back to the teen teen horror, and I love this film. Um, I believe you've seen it, The Faculty. Yeah. Oh. Thoughts on The Faculty? I really enjoyed it. Again, lots of those kind of well-known 90s actors that did a lot of the horror films. Um, I think, who was it? Was it was Kerr Smith? 
Was he in it? He was in it, yeah, Elijah Wood. Of course, he was also in um, he was in Final Destination. So they're using the same actors doing lots of horror. So you think the kind of screen actors at the time kind of did stick within their genre for that for a while. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, and again, it was a similar kind of format, but didn't have didn't get quite the publicity and the you know accreditation that some of the others did with the scream and what have you. But yeah, it's uh, it kind of I suppose falls under the um, sci-fi teen uh, horror <laughs> genre because you have the uh, the element of essentially um, an alien infestation. It's kind of like um, the uh, invasion of the body snatchers, but in high school. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I thought it was really entertaining. Um, I'm kind of thinking, although I can't now find it on the list. I'm thinking very good. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah, we'll check it in there. Um, next is one that... I want popcorn. I feel like just talking about all these movies is making me want popcorn. <laughs> I think I've got onion rings in the cupboard, but no popcorn, which is a shame. Yeah, they're, they're, they're quality popcorn films, definitely. We're going to go for one that uh, that you brought up um, prior to the, uh, the show. Um, I'm just uh, going back to Candyman. Uh, Crimson Mouse says Tony Todd was great in it. I'll agree. I'll agree. He was the highlight of the film. Uh, and Kyle's music games and uh, art cool stuff said, remember Species. Uh, that one may be coming up soon. Um, the faculty, we've already listed that. So we are going to be looking at da, 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 a film that you mentioned that I think I have seen, but I really can't remember anything about. So I'm going to have to 100% go with your view on this. Valentine. Ah, oh, it's another one of my favourites. I think it was slightly later. I'm not sure if this is early noughties or is it, is it still in the nineties or is it an early noughties? I'm not sure. Um, Angel and Buffy. Um, I liked it. Again, it's a nice slasher movie. It's got some humour in there. It's got some good characters in there. And I really, really enjoyed it. Where do you... Uh, it's. I don't think it's had any sequels, has it? It's a standalone film, isn't it? Standalone one. And, and it didn't... Again, it didn't kind of do as well as I thought it might. Um, I really like it. I mean, I would say... I'd say very good. Yeah. Not excellent. It's not... I mean, it is one of my favourite films, so I could say excellent, but it's not quite... Scream. It's not quite urban legend. I don't know. No, I'm saying excellent. Okay, we'll put it yeah. in there. I do. I will give it a rewatch. Um, I imagine it might be on streaming or probably rentable because uh, I've not seen it in so long. But um, yeah, we'll pop it in there, no problem. We're next gonna go for, and I think this is a film that potentially you haven't seen, but it's one of those films oh. where I heard a lot of hype about it before I saw it. And quite often, I find, when you get films that get a lot of hype, like a new film that's come out and social media is saying, scariest film in years, it never really lives up to that, I find. But this is a film that I heard about on, like, scariest horror films uh, years ago, and it exceeded my expectations, and that is Audition. It's a Japanese horror film. Uh, Takeshi Mike is the director, I believe. And my God, my goodness, Danny. It is 
quite terrifying. So can you hear this noise? This is my hamster chewing her bars. I'm like, it's not disturbing, is it? She's like, she's kind of over there, but she's quite loud. I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. The hamster's fine. <laughs> um, so audition. I'll give you a brief a brief blurb. Um, a film TV producer has lost his wife. Um, he's an only father, a single father now, uh, but he still pines for his wife. Uh, a friend of him his says, "Look, you need to get out there. You need to find find a new woman." How about you know? Because he's, um, you know, I can't, I don't want to go out dating. How do I meet a new woman? So to create a project and have girls audition, which is where the title comes from, and it's kind of like auditioning your girlfriend or auditioning your next wife, which is a, a bit of a weird concept. But he meets this very meek young lady, and they hit it off. And initially, you'll be thinking the first half hour, forty-five minutes, like, what? How's this a horror? It gets very, 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 very dark. Um, I, I'm i going to have to just put this straight into excellent. Uh, I need to watch it's subtitled. It is it's well, subtitled, yeah. For the subtitle. I know that's really rubbish, but if I want to read, I will read a big read. But if I want to watch a film, I just want to chill out and I just want to watch it. I don't want to have to read stuff. So I, why I haven't watched it. I would it. say... Uh, how do you feel about dubbed films? Films that are dubbed into English? No, don't like that either. I, you know, if it's that good, I'll watch it with subtitles and it'll be a day where I will. But yeah, generally as a rule, I tend not to. But if it is that good... Oh, um, yeah, Fran McCannon that. says, Audition is so messed up. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's just because... It's scrolling for something to watch. I have seen it pop up a lot. It's, it's definitely one that, yeah, yeah, you know, the subtitles, but stick with it. And um, oh my goodness, there's a particular sound that is uh, said later in the film that will just send shivers down your spine because of what's happening when that sound is occurring. I'll say no more, um, but yeah, I've got to put that in excellent. I implore anyone uh, who who hasn't seen it to give it a watch. Let's now look at a film you mentioned earlier on as one that uh, was quite formative for you. The Craft. So talk to us about The Craft. Oh, it's such a good film. I mean, it's a horror, but it's like a supernatural horror. But it's not set in a real supernatural time. It's set in, you know, the normal world. And there's a girl who, you know, she's had to move with her dad to a new town. And she's kind of falling in with this crowd of new girls and... um. Yeah, that I mean, it's such a good film. I think again, it's so well done. It's all those same actors again. Liv Campbell's in it, Skeet Ulrich's in it. Who they're obviously they're both in Scream. Um, Teresa Falk, oh my God, her performance as Nancy is incredible. She plays crazy so well. It's just such a good film, and I do like like the old witchcrafty stuff. So I don't know. I think I think all those all teenage girls who were teenagers at the time when that film came out all, all kind of wanted to be witches. I knew a girl at my school. She ended up cutting her hair off, dyeing it purple, getting her nose pierced, and kind of ended up... Her hair was more purple than that, so now she's black, but yeah, she kind of went down that route. It wasn't me. I, I died. I wanted to be a Spice Girl. Um, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't quite the horror back then. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's such a good film, and I've watched it often. I've watched it recently. It's one of those... I'll definitely watch it at least once a year, and it still stands up. I don't think it's dated. I, I mean, the costume in it wasn't really necessarily fashionable at the time. It was, you know, they had their own style then, so I don't think it's dated. I think it's really well done. 
where do you see it falling on our on our tier list? And this is like one of my favourite films ever. I might even like it more than Scream. Wow. But. Okay. Okay. High praise. High praise for the craft. We're going to go now to, I suppose you could say, fantasy horror. It's probably more supernatural horror, but we'll say fantasy horror. Um, quite Hollywood. Oh, Carl's Music says the craft has such a good soundtrack. I've just bought the soundtrack on my Apple Music or iTunes or whatever. Nice. We're going to go for Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Have you seen Sleepy Hollow, Danny? Went on a date to see this movie. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Fond memories? Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp, Christina Ritchie. Um, and it's it's a very gothic, and I love Tim Burton, so you know it's exactly what you want from a Tim Burton movie, isn't it? It's, you know the the lighting, the kind of colour of the film, it's just yeah, I love it. Talking about Christina Ritchie, uh, have you seen the recent series Yellow Jackets? No, I've heard about it. Christina, it... I've heard people keep saying Yellow Jackets. Definitely but... give it a watch. And Christ- yeah. it's got a great cast anyway, and the story is one that you definitely need to stick with um, throughout the season. But Christina Ritchie is—I mean, most of the characters are, are spot on, but Christina Ritchie is excellent in that. Because um, she started off like obviously from playing Wednesday Adams, and then she kind of she kind of fell into that screen queen thing because she did Cursed and she did Sleep Hollow, and I think people very much saw her as a screen queen. But she's kind of bright out. I don't know if you saw Pan Am. That was a really fun series about like the Pan Am airline that she was in. She was brilliant, in that. and then she did the Gatsby thing, and she was brilliant in that. So I think she's she's underrated. Okay. Yeah, she's definitely um, one of those uh, one of those quality actresses that has sort of seemingly flown under the radar the last few years. But um, yeah, definitely back with a vengeance in uh, in Yellow Jackets, um, Sleepy Hollow. Then, where are you seeing this fall on the list? I I love it. I'm going to say excellent. 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 Pop it. Yeah. Not necessarily scary. It's just a, a nice gothic tale. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. We're going to go back to early 90s uh, and also back to Stephen King with another of his adaptations. Now, again, you could say thriller. I'm going to say horror for the purposes of this list. And uh, all I'll say initially is... This is the film that probably t- told people about the practice of hobbling and how goddamn terrifying that is. That is Misery. Kathy Bates, James Kahn. Have you seen Misery? No. Danny. <laughs> so, a brief, no. a brief synopsis no. on it. James Kahn plays a, uh, an author, a very famous author. And the story kind of uh, is about kind of toxic fandom um, where... He's involved in a car crash, uh, but he's saved by um, Kathy Bates. Uh, Crimson Mail says, Misery is so good but disturbing, very disturbing. Um, Kathy Bates, well, it's mainly two characters throughout the majority of the film, James Caan and Kathy Bates. They're both powerhouse performances. Kathy Bates is terrifying in this film. She, is, uh, she saves him from this wreck, and it soon becomes apparent she's a super fan of his. Um, and she loves his books, but she wasn't very happy with what happens to her favourite character in the latest one, so she wants him to do a new book. 
and she basically has him as a patient, so he is prisoner, basically. It is such a good film, such a good film. I highly recommend giving it a watch. Um, and I think... Oh, I'm going to have to put it in excellent. I'm going to have to put it in excellent, because it's, it's one of those films that... There's very there's a few very memorable scenes. Very creepy, um, an excellent finale. Uh, I yeah, highly recommend Misery. Let's have a little look now at um, a 1992 film, I believe it is. Francis Ford Coppola directing. Um, it has an excellent cast, although I do like Keanu Reeves. I did think he was awful in this film. And that is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dan, have you seen this one? I love it. You love it? Oh, you no. do love it. Thoughts? Come on, no. tell, tell me tell me your thoughts on Dracula. I, I, I know it's like one of those films that everyone goes on about how good it is. And I've just, I've got it on DVD and I've, I've watched it and I, I couldn't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just I don't, maybe it's just the Dracula story, which is weird because I like vampires. I just I don't know. I didn't didn't love it. Do you know what? It's one of those films that I saw uh, years back and thought it was great. I mm. think the opening of it is great, but then seeing it not too long ago, as I mentioned, I think Keanu Reeves does an awful job in this film. Um, and I don't like to say you know someone's done a bad job at, job at this because it's obviously very hard. A hard job but it's just a he can be a bit wooden at the best of times and his english accent is, is terrible there's these elements of dracula sorry like i need to watch it again like form a proper judgment on it but i mean just can't just yeah you, you'll you'll understand what i mean about keanu Reeves' performance uh when his character pops up um but i think you've got some strong performances in there gary oldman uh he's pretty much excellent in in everything he's done really uh, Anthony Hopkins, Winona Ryder, um, probably forgetting quite a few, but it's it's not a film that I've when I've gone back and rewatched it, I've ended up turning it off about forty five minutes in. Um, okay, could could this be our first bad? I don't think it's bad. Maybe just the, the Dracula story is not for me. So I, I think they played the. I think it was done well. I think like the game was incredible. I just, I, I just didn't love it. But I think it might have just been the story. I mean, I like vampires generally as a rule. I just didn't love this. I wouldn't want to say it's bad though because, in decent. Yeah. 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 I think it certainly it's gets been. points for. As Carl's mentioned in the chat, it's it's very stylish. The set pieces are incredible, mm. um, but it, yeah, there's elements of it that are quite good, quite tragic. It was the Dracula TV series I did recently. I was really looking forward to this, and then I was like, "This is terrible." Oh, not good. I've not seen it. Wasn't great. I'd I'd heard that the last episode. So I think it was a three part. I'd heard the last episode wasn't good at all yeah started better and then it dwindled okay but, yeah. I, I won't be given, i won't be giving that a watch then <laughs> okay we'll check dracula bram stoker's uh dracula in decent um next up next up now 
potentially, depending on your views, this could be one of our first lower tier films. Uh, we'll get okay. we'll get through a few more. Um, we won't do all of these because I think there's some which are a bit obscure. But we'll we'll do a we'll do a decent enough crack. Now this is one of these examples yeah. of a film that was uh, regarded as why have they remade it? Uh, oh. The Psycho. Oh uh, yeah, the remake. Yeah, yeah why? It, I mean, the original, yes, the, you know, Alfred Hitchcock film is it's very old now, but it still, it still holds up. It's still got some great tense moments. And I'm not saying that it couldn't ever be remade. I think I haven't watched much of it, but Bates Motel, which isn't, it's not necessarily a psycho adaptation, but it's kind of like a prequel thing. It's meant to be quite good. I like that. I just don't see the reason that they've remade a film the same. I know the Hitchcock version was made a very long time ago, and I they why not bring it to a newer audience. But you could still watch that Hitchcock film, and although you know the acting might be slightly more older acting, kind of more overacted than you get these days, it might be. You know, neighbours kind of. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I just think because people already know the story, a lot of people go and watch remakes. They'll already know the story. So you know what's going to happen. So even though it might be, you know, a more polished version, the newer version is unnecessary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not I. I uh, yeah. It's if you're going to remake a film, then do a new take on it. And this is hmm. basically shot for shot, the same, but just in colour, with different actors. And... This what they. Street. That was almost exactly the same. But with. So why? Yeah, what was the point? Um, I, what, what, where do you see this for? And I've got an idea where I see it. I'm going. What's the bottom awful. one? That one. Yeah. We've got our first awful. That's the uh, the remake of Psycho. Oh, making awful, to be honest, or bad, <laughs> like another remake. Now we do technically have another remake up next. I've never seen the original, uh, but this one okay. I have seen. That is House on Haunted Hill. Ah, I have seen the original. It's good? Yes, but I, I saw the remake first, so I do love the remake. What are your, t tell, us, uh, tell us your thoughts on uh, the remake of House on Haunted Hill. So I I watched it knowing it was the only one I didn't realise it was a remake. This is another, it's another date. It's another cinema date back in the 90s. Um, and I really liked it. Um, it was nicely done. It's a great story. I mean, again, it, it's a remake. I mean, I think there are slight differences. Um, but, yeah, the general consensus is the same. Um, but I really liked it. The original, I think, is in black and white, if I'm correct. It might not be. Um, and the original's amazing. But, again, it's, it's that the difference between the time. It, I mean, I feel like the original might have been made in the 50s. Or it's very old, so of course it's a lot different. The way people acted in films was kind of more theatrical, whereas now you want characters to be real. You know, you want them to come across like they're really real, real people. So, I mean, in that sense, I I, I do really like the remake. But because I hadn't seen the original, if I'd seen the original first, I'd probably be saying the same as I say about every other remake. 
where do you see then uh, the 1990s uh, House on Haunted Hill falling on the list? I think it's very good. It's got some uh, very entertaining set pieces, quite creepy imagery at times. Like I said, I've not seen the original, um, so I can't compare it to anything. But yeah, it's an entertaining it's a popcorn film, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do a couple more because um, we've been uh, we've been going for a little while. But we'll get a couple more classics on. Uh, one which we've spoken about a few times, but we haven't got to yet, and that is, I know what you did last summer. It's gone across my face there. I know what you did last summer. Tell us about it, Danny. Yeah. Well, again, recipe for slasher. You've got some teen angst in there. You've got relationships. You've got some bratty characters, and then you've got you've got the nice final girl. Um, I mean, what's not to love again? I think, is this where Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. met? I think this is where they went together. Although they weren't, they weren't dating. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's character was dating Ryan Felipe's character and Jennifer Love Hewitt was dating Freddie Prince Jr.'s. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed it. I've watched it time and time again. And... I, I would give it an excellent. Give it an excellent, I'll agree. We will chuck it in excellent. Now, next up is the return of a, uh, a horror classic genre, not genre, franchise, that's the correct word. Um, it had seen a number of sequels, varying from very good to, I still think, quite good. Um, some people might say very poor. But the franchise was revitalised with a, uh, a new sequel that ignored a number of the sequels, tied itself back to the first two films, and that is H2O, Halloween. Or it might be Halloween, H2O, whichever one. Same thing, 20 yeah. years later. What are your thoughts on this one? I saw it before I saw Halloween. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I liked it, but I didn't, know about, I didn't know much about Halloween. I knew Halloween, I'd heard of it. Um, but I hadn't watched it when I saw this, so I really enjoyed it. And I think, yeah, I think now having watched more of the Halloweens, I, to be honest, Halloween, I know it's it's like the original slasher, isn't it? But I don't love it. And watching it, you know, I know, like, I'll get played for this, but like, not a lot, not a lot really happens. You just, you know, there's not there's not, not that comedy that you have with Scream. There's not. You know, the character is not as well developed so I, I feel like it, is, it just is what it is um, and I didn't love it whereas with H2O I think being made in the 90s it had more other stuff going on for me I like okay fair enough fair enough um, where do you see this dropping then on the list Halloween H2O I'd give it a decent yeah it's I mean I'm a huge fan of the Halloween films it's fine um, it's quite a short um, film. I think it barely touches an hour twenty uh, for a, for a horror film. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's got some good moments. It's got some not so good moments, but it, it's it's decent. It's decent. It's all right. Uh, we'll do a couple more now. This next one uh, is a vampire film, but it also gained a lot of uh, accolades for the fact that it does not start like a typical horror film. It very much doesn't seem like it's going to be a horror film till about the halfway point. And that is from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, I 
directed by Robert Rodriguez, I think written by Quentin Tarantino, who is in the film with uh, George Clooney. Juliette Lewis mentioned Yellow Jackets earlier on. She is also in this. Uh, thoughts on From Dust Till Dawn, Danny? Thoughts on the hair. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, oh, it's incredible. I really enjoyed it. And I, I'm not the biggest Tarantino fan usually um, because I'm, it seems like where they wear the yellow kill bill. That's not really my kind of genre. I'm not really into any kind of gangsters and your fighting films. But where Dust Till Dawn brought the vampires in, I really liked it, and I love that scene with Salma Hayek with the snake and Tom Savini's character with the, the pistol. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah, I I think it's a really entertaining film. Uh, I, I love the, the way it turns the, uh, the the horror genre kind of on its, well, it doesn't even start like a horror film. And then out of nowhere, no. you've got what's originally a bit of a, a violent road uh, road crime thriller yeah. and then it turns into an all-out horror film i think is excellent um where do you see this falling on the list excellent yeah. but i because well, there's a second and third one and i'm one of them i actually quite like it's a different film if you don't look at it as a follow-on i think it's the third one i quite like or it might i don't one of them but yeah the first one is excellent so the second one from memory i think was maybe robert patrick from terminator 2 and that's maybe like a bank robbery I may be getting it mixed up with the vampires films. One that's more of a western. I feel like that's one of them. I can't remember which. I've got them all. Um, but I tend to, you know, when you want to have those days and you think I'm going to go and watch all of them in a row and then you watch the first one and then something comes up and you just never end up making it to the second one. But, yeah, I I did like one of them. Anyway. Well, Fran the Cannon says uh, Dust Till Dawn is a blast. And Crimson Mail says he still needs to check out the TV show they did. Now, I've not seen the TV show. Have you, Danny? I started it, but I tend, like, if I'm watching a TV show, I'll, I'll end up, like, binge-watching it, and then I'll end up being on my phone and not really watching it. And I'd like to start again, because I did like it to start with. I thought, it, you know, it was, it was definitely watchable. You know, if you've got... I mean, I'm kind of out of stuff I want to watch at the moment. You know, you're, like, scrolling Netflix and Prime yeah. movies. Watch and I've seen all of the ones that I want to watch, so I think that's maybe one I might go back to. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's uh, it's excellent, and uh, yeah, I will need to check out the TV show uh, for sure. Now we're going to do two more, and then I think we'll uh, we'll rank the top because I think this is a Skype call. I think we may only have ten minutes left. I don't know if it will suddenly cut us off, and I don't want that to happen. So we'll do two more, and they're two very different films. First one is a sci-fi horror, Event Horizon. What do you think of Event Horizon, Danny? I really like it. I actually found it quite scary. Um, I, and I think I've watched this reasonably recently, like within the last year as well. Um, so whereas I'm not usually into sci-fi, there's the odd ones that I kind of do like, and that, that was one of them. I like the characters. I so again, it was yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, film creeped me the hell out as a kid. Did not know what to expect from it. Um, it's certainly, it's just there's. Uh, I've seen some of the deleted scenes that were apparently lost to time of uh, of the vision of hell because you get a very brief glimpse of it in the film or like a hell dimension. It's very creepy. Uh, yeah, they actually that because it was too horrifying. I actually, I I know somebody who worked on it within the. And he showed me some pictures, and there was stuff that 
was deemed too horrific that so they didn't actually keep it. So could have been worse. So a very, very scary film. Uh, where do you see it falling on the list? Got to be excellent, hasn't yeah, it? Great. Check it out there. Now, the last one. I know you haven't seen this film, so we may check in another quick one very quickly. Um, but I'm going to put it in bad straight away because I think it's so oh. bad it's good. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the sort of film that's worth a watch because it's got su- it's got an ending that just comes absolutely out of nowhere. That's the Drew Barrymore horror thriller Doppelganger. Um, another film that I caught on TV late night, one night, when the Sci-Fi Channel used to always show horror films, and it has Drew Barrymore. Uh, she's being accused of these murders around town because there's a woman that looks exactly like her, which is where the title Doppelganger comes from. Uh, she's seeing a psychiatrist who's trying to help her, and maybe it's her and she's schizophrenic or something. But the ending, I really can't say anything about because just believe me when I say it comes absolutely out of nowhere and it's mental and there's no explanation for it. It's just literally like, oh, we're, we're, we're going this route now, are we? Um, I'll put it in bad, which because we need to have something in bad, but it's so bad it's good, I'd say. Um, let's just do one more. Uh, before we uh, before we rank up to say what is our favourite, what's the best, what's excellent, um, let's go for interview with a vampire. Okay. What's your what's your view on that? So I have um, I don't really remember it to be honest. I I think again it it's a slow old. I mean it's an old story, isn't it? It's an Anne Rice. Um, yeah, I I mean. Right. Yeah, I never saw it at the time. I saw it much later. Be horrifying. It didn't. It's not. I don't find it scary. So. No, I think probably the vampire element is probably what maybe brought it into the horror. You know, the Damned, which is like the next. Is it the next book in the series? I actually really like that. I've not seen that one, but yeah, I I, I was aware that was a sequel because that had the late um, Alia. Yeah, Aaliyah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, so I'd give that a watch. If I were you. So we're again, it's horrifying, but I really like okay. it. So, where where are we leaning for interview with a vampire? Do you reckon decent or bad? Yeah, it's not bad. Decent. We'll get decent. Watchable. And do you know what? We've still probably got technically a few more minutes. Let's do one last one because I know this was mentioned earlier in the chat. Species. Natasha Hendrick. I can't remember her name, but there's a very famous woman at the time. Uh, very, very big in uh, in uh, notoriety. Um, what are your thoughts on Species? Have you seen it? I have seen it again. It's very long time ago, so I don't really remember it. I remember liking it, so I remember that I thought it was good at the time. I just don't really remember it that well. Crimson Mail says, haha, Species was interesting. I just remember a lot of sex stuff. Yeah, I remember a lot of sex scenes, and near the end, she's quite a weird-looking alien. Um, I, I liked it. I'd say it's very good, I think. So very, I think I'm, I, I don't know, is it? Is it decent? I'd err towards more decent, I reckon. Okay, excellent. We've got a couple more minutes. Let's just now work out what is the tippy-top excellent film. We're going to do this pretty quick. 
So we're going to work from left to right, basically to see what is better than what. So, Danny, quick fire. Is seven better than screen? For me, no, but for a lot of people, it will be. We can, if we, if we can move screen to the top, we can move screen to the top. We'll do that. Okay. Is Urban Legend better than Scream? No. Is Valentine better than Scream? No. I know you've not seen Audition. I have. I think it is excellent, but it is very niche, so I'm not going to say it's better than Scream. The Craft, better than Scream? Oh, it's on a par, but they're different, so they're hard to compare. I don't know. I don't think anything's going to beat Scream for me because it's my favourite horror film. So. <laughs> Well, we'll 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 try a few more. Sleepy Hollow, better than Scream. Okay. I know you've not seen Misery, so we will go over. I will just say, give Misery a watch. It is excellent. You'll love it. You think it's, it's Scream? Uh, do I think it's better than Scream? I'd probably say maybe not, just because it is a bit more of a thriller. And if we're looking at maybe horror and nineties uh, was very much synonymous with slasher, I'll say no. We'll go to I know what you did last summer, better than Scream. No. no. Uh, Dust till dawn. Better than scream. Not for me, but again, they're completely different types of films, so it's hard to kind of play them off against each no, other. That's that's fair. That's fair. And but no, not for me. And lastly, Event Horizon. Better than scream. Then scream's gonna win it for me. So there you have it, guys and gals. Uh, we've got a couple more bits just to go through, but that is our tier list of '90s horror. There's a few more. Really, I'd like to see what you know other people's tiers would oh, be. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I mean, what I can do is uh, send a link uh, where people can look at this tier list and maybe do their own version. Put it in the the Discord, uh, put it in the chat, whatever. Um, yeah, but definitely good idea. See what uh, see what you guys thought was your rankings of nineties horror from the list. On this Maybe their their favourite and their least favourite from these films that we've discussed. Yeah, pop it in the pop it in the chat. Let us know what's your favourite, what's your least favourite, what we've mentioned. Uh, we're going to move back to our original screen for the last couple of minutes. So this is a new weekly show. We're going to be doing a once a week uh, live stream with a podcast on the following day. Uh, maybe once a month or once a fortnight, I'll also do a gaming stream. I've got a couple of games, classic games like Crim Condemned Criminal Origins and uh, a game called Stasis. A few other sort of classic games that I'll, I'll try to get around to, but that's going to be on a, on a more semi-regular basis. Uh, next week, I'll be joined by a former colleague of both uh, me and Danny, uh, filmmaker Peter Goddard, who directed uh, Danny and myself in Harvest of the Dead Halloween Night 2, which also featured Lawrence from the MOS, uh, Ministry of Slam MOS Network. Um, he directed him and directed me stabbing Lawrence. Uh, he's going to be on next week to discuss 70s horror. So check that out next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Danny, what yes. projects uh, have you got in the pipeline and where can people see some of your work currently? Um, there's stuff crime, there's stuff on the internet. Um, what have I got coming up? I'm doing something called horror, uh, video shop tales of terror at the moment, where I'm playing Paula Valentine again, like I mentioned earlier. She's in lots of stories, but she's also playing a horror host. I'm also playing a horror host in it. So I'm me playing Paula Valentine, playing different characters, but I'm also playing a horror host that's kind of in the video shop theme. So that's going to be fun. I'm actually re reusing my my old burlesque name, Miss Danny Tees, which is actually my. In Instagram, social media, all the social media handles. 
Um, and I kind of, I wanted to change the name, and I couldn't because I've been blue ticked, and if you, if you change it, you lose your blue tick. So um, I'm reimagining Miss Danny T, so now the name at least means something again. So I've got that coming up. Um, I've got lots and lots of different things coming up, actually. Like, this year's going to be busy, so it's exciting. Apparently, there's something called a blood, broadcast blood coming up. So, so I heard something about that. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely something is going to happen with that. Just uh, watch this space, watch this space. Uh, the MOS Network has said uh, they'd like to see uh, me and Danny watch a random episode of Baywatch Nights, which was the supernatural horror version. I, I love Baywatch. Hang on, there was a horror version of Baywatch? Why have I not seen it? Well, I've never seen it. I know Lawrence is a, is a big fan. I think there's there's some supernaturally uh, elements in, uh, in Baywatch Nights, but yeah. Like a, kind of like a goggle box thing going on where we're all sat in a room watching it or something. That yeah, happen. let's let's get it booked in. Um, I think the call may disconnect in the next 30 seconds because the time is ticking down. Uh, but yeah, so guys can find you on uh, Miss Danny T's on all the social networks. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on to this evening's show, Danny. It's been a great blast. And uh, thank you all for watching Ministry of Horror. See you next time. <laughs>